0: on your cleats and buckle up for a wild ride around the Diamond of Deception.
1: Welcome to the 643 Conspiracy, where we swing for the truth.
0: And knock conspiracy theories out of the park.
1: the leading line of CBD products that you can find for your animal and yourself, seeing as it is all human grade, naturally sourced ingredients, uh, family owned and operated business. I highly encourage you to go check them out. Uh, I can confirm that the CBD oil works wonders for chigger bites. Uh, I'm going through a chigger fight and, and the CBD oil is the only thing that's kept me from cutting my legs off. So check it out if you have any pets or if you need any CBD products, visit www.purepetwellness.com. Enter pro, promo code 643 at checkout. Get yourself 20% off. And that's every time you go, not just a one time thing. Tell them Hank and Drew sent you, and we'd love it for you. Thank you, everybody. Now we're going to jump straight into this. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got a lineup for you tonight. I'm excited to have the guys in the house. We're going to let them start introducing themselves uh whoever wants to jump out there first i don't want to be a teacher and assign names but whoever wants to jump in and introduce themselves have at it guys
2: geez i'll jump in then all right uh drew missing from <laughs> your missing the point podcast well hank that's one heck of an accent but i've got so many questions right now what the hell
1: are jiggers is that some kind of like a horsefly or something that bites your legs <laughs> Uh, they're they're really tiny insects that like to bite you and burrow into your skin, and it itches like crazy. Like a mes- and people like,
2: think Australia is bad. Christ,
1: it's like a mosquito <laughs> bite that never goes away. They whelp up real bad. and Yeah, it's fine. They like to go for for warm, uh, moist areas. <laughs> you said so moist. mostly the crotch area, <laughs> <laughs> behind the knee, the crotch, line toes like anywhere that could be sensitive is where a chigger wants to be and they suck Jeez, i
2: thought that was just like a slang term for like a hood rat or something because <laughs> <pretty laughs> <hilarious thing. laughs>
3: oh drew missing i love you <laughs> it's fucking funny uh, uh. well uh i guess i'll jump in next um i'm luca i host the justified belief podcast and uh, it's basically all about conspiracy and how it ties in biblically uh, with the gospel of Christ Um, and yeah I'm glad this is my first roundtable with a bunch of other podcasters kind of from what I gather in the same same boat roughly Um, and yeah that's that's basically it man
1: nice to meet you Luca
3: it's nice to meet you guys I can tell already this is going to be a real real good roundtable thanks for having me too man
1: Oh no problem, not at all. Drew told me that you were that you had your own thing going, and man, I've met so many great people. So you know, in the last three months, I couldn't turn him down. I'm always bringing folks around. Hey, Drew, you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And he was like, Well, hey, I've got a guy. And I'm like, hey, we'll, we'll give your guys. Nice. It. Let's <laughs> let's get it.
3: Yeah, man, I appreciate it. And uh, if it if I'm invited back next time, I will have a better camera because this one's uh. I think approaching its final days here <laughs>
1: Well, if it makes you feel any better. I'm not going to release any of the video. I don't, I don't, I don't get down with the video. It's just audio only. So don't feel Okay. Bad about the, about my, no, no, you're good. My camera's not great either, but we make it happen. And last but not least my brother over there in the corner, who we got.
4: What's up guys. Yep. Yeah, my name is Kyle. Um, I'm one of the hosts of the Sunday night secret society uh podcast so we usually record we gather kind of similar to this on sundays and and shoot the shit um the other the other host is actually working um so he he will probably on but that is bo diggles uh aka self-acclaimed uh uh conspiracy jesus so he he is not here uh right now but hopefully he'll join later and yeah man super stoked to be here thank you been looking forward to this for since since this got booked a couple weeks ago man
1: man dude ever since we talked the other night knew i had to have you back one of many appearances in the future i'm sure
0: oh absolutely
1: it's really honored to have y'all all all here for the inaugural episode of these dugout sessions do i get
0: to introduce myself
1: yet (laughs) (laughs) i guess man yeah
0: is this is the american Uh, knockoff
1: drew yeah, this
0: is the this is the American knockoff, Drew from South Florida. What's going on, guys? I'm I'm Drew, I'm the other host of uh, the Six Four Three Conspiracy, and I'm just really fucking excited to have you guys all here and to start this off, man. I know we're gonna have fun tonight. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, we're very excited.
1: Very excited. Yes, yeah, sir. So I I didn't really want to have you know a set topic in mind, you know, starting this thing off. If this if if we end up going down a rabbit hole, then you know mm-hmm. where, where the chase may lead. But uh, I really just wanted to use these round table, kind of like everybody else. You know, I'm getting a lot of inspiration from all the other you know everybody else, y'all included. That you know, I see y'all doing other stuff, and I'm, I want to do it too. So, open forum, anything's on the table, nothing's off limits. Just want good discussion from from new friends and really just want to use this as a way we can all network and grow our audiences and have fun with it all. Uh, Before we hit the record button, I know we had some some really fun conversations uh, between Drew and Chef Drew missing that is, um, about, you know, Australia and the kind of state of the situation down there. And I asked him if he ever thought that he should get out before it was too late, considering all of the, Political clampdowns from it's really all across the board, everything from agriculture to your everyday politics is really just a, an assault on the civilian. At least, this is my opinion from the outside looking in. Uh, it seems and you'd be 100% wild. correct. It seems kind of wild to be an Australian
2: right now. It is, if you're a, a conservative straight white male. Uh, it's definitely is. It's, we're a, a dying breed here by the day, especially the wrong thing that's happening. We're, we're getting our own restrict act bill that's going to be pushed through where the government gets to dictate pretty much everything as to what can and can't be said. And one of the factors for it is if it's a, a threat to the governance of Australia. So it's literally if you're anti-government in any kind of capacity, they'll just squash your speech and God knows what type of restrictions and possible sentences and fines will be related to that. Other that's kind of just up in the air. It kind of seems wow. like if I just disappear in the future, that's probably why <laughs> it
1: sounds like it, it, it's it's straight leading to, to re education camps.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, we spent a lot of money building isolation camps that haven't been used for COVID. So, what are they going to be used for?
0: Wow. You guys had literal isolation camps over there for COVID.
2: Yeah, so while they were building those, they locked they they locked everyone that was coming into Australia from overseas in hotels. It was hotel quarantine while they were building these camps. And as soon as the camps were <laughs> built, they shipped everyone off to those.
0: Wow, and That's... um, I because I haven't really followed up with the uh, a lot of the politics and everything going on over there with the with the jab. How much? How terrible was that push? Like, did you have to get it in order to do everything like it was here? Like, if you had a job uh, and they were mandating it?
2: Yeah. Or... Um, I, I was lucky enough to live in a state where we have dictator Dan, who's by far the worst politician Australia's ever seen. He went really hard with lockdowns. We were the longest lockdown state in the world. Melbourne's the longest lockdown city in the world. And he mandated pretty much every single profession there is. 98% of our populations had at least one or two shots. I'm a teacher. I was mandated. All teachers were mandated. And it got to a point where it was only certain professions like first responders, teachers, nurses, that type of thing. And then he knew that the uptake kind of stagnated. It started to go down. It wasn't getting the, the uptake he wanted. So he came out in a press conference one day and said, anyone who holds a job, who is an essential worker which is anyone at that time really had to go and get one. And we were thinking about shit. Do we just like, do we push up our plans? Do we go, do we farm? What do we do? Do we go into a profession where it's not required? And then within a day or two of that primary producers, so farmers and landholders were mandated to have it as well. So everyone in the state had to get it essentially. It was just those last few holdouts that managed to get through.
0: Did you have a choice of uh, which shot like, here we had uh, the moderna the johnson and johnson the the pfizer was there a a a choice at least in that or was it just no this is the jab this is which one you're getting and that's it
2: well this is the interesting thing australia had astrazeneca which is similar to your johnson and johnson it's a R- yep. it's an rna not mrna we had moderna and pfizer and then um spikevax which was a a DNA based one that was coming out that never came until like everyone was already boosted and shot it anyway. So it was Pfizer for my age group or Moderna. They didn't want anyone in my age group taking AstraZeneca. And I thought that was really sus to begin with. I didn't want to go anywhere near an MRNA. And I actively had to fight and push my GP to get me a doctor's signed off approval, which had to be approved by the medical departments above him that I could take AstraZeneca over an MRNA shot wow now oh, and the, the
0: the only reason why i'm asking is i watched um just a little clip today of it was like 30 seconds and it was going over the nearly 15 million that's 15 million uh adverse effects um that have occurred because of pfizer's shot by their own data they've all released that um and i i just you know, think that's absolutely fucking insane. I remember a time where uh I think there was thirty people that died in the seventies from some vaccine and they immediately stopped it. And yeah, now two you've got- the,
2: Yeah, two people um dropped dead from the swine flu shot back in the seventies and they kind of pulled yeah. it from the market straight away. <laughs> It's really interesting. You see all this stuff coming out about fires, especially people in our communities. We know what's going on. We've read the data. We've seen it. Um, Dr. Malone, all these people are whistleblowing about it. It's not making it to the mainstream, but the mainstream and the establishment, they jumped onto the likes of a Johnson & Johnson or AstraZeneca and pointed that out to be the bad vaccine, the one that has adverse effects. So we need to ban it. It can't be used anymore which it did in, in Australia, AstraZeneca was related to a few blood clots um, and that type of a thing. But the, the side effects, the things that I'm seeing from Pfizer and Moderna just seem to be astronomical compared to that. So I have a feeling that they used AstraZeneca as a bit of a scapegoat so they can push mRNA over what would have been considered older technology with the RNA.
0: Right. That's it, It's all terrible, man. And it's all terrible to see. I had to get... Um, you know, my wife and I were traveling um right at the end of COVID. So October 2020, um, we had booked this Sandals all-inclusive vacation to Antigua. And Antigua was one of the countries where you have to have a vax, otherwise you're not getting in. And I did everything I could to try to push it. I didn't want to get it, you know, whatever. And I went with Moderna and it's been fucking terrible. I've had so many bad side effects uh that I'm just recently correlating to the to the jab uh you know all these uh night sweats and just all it feels like i have covid sometimes all over again and i don't you know what i mean it's fucking terrible and the all the stuff that's coming out you know i just watched this thing with uh robert kennedy jr talking about all the vaccines in general and just how they weren't produced at all by any of these uh pharmaceutical companies they were all made by medical contractors and then Pfizer and Moderna and all these other companies just got paid by the United States to put their stamp and say oh no it's it's okay it's it's not made by the United States government Pfizer made it here's our stamp of approval and now all these terrible things are coming out afterwards and it it's just I don't know it all fucking sucks man.
2: It's, it's a messed up situation. You hear of a, a lot of people that had adverse reactions. They were absolutely buckled. They felt like they were hit by a truck or a freight train after having the shot. And then some people weren't. And it even goes to show that the process of injecting people with whatever was in that vial was just anti-science in itself. There was four or five actual shots in one vial. They had to tip it slowly one or two times, then in, withdraw something out. So they had no real idea of how many shots they were getting in each each syringe. So some people were probably getting two or three shots worth yeah. of the ingredients are, and some people were probably getting the dregs and getting barely anything. So that wow. probably accounts for why people that... weren't having instant reactions.
0: I literally. So I got the shot on a Friday. My wife and I both got the shot. She bitched about her arm hurting and all this stuff, and I was like, hmm, "This thing was nothing. My my arm feels fine." That was Friday. I woke up on Sunday. I'm not shitting you. I lost an entire day Saturday. It was like I had COVID the whole day. I slept. I was fucking miserable. I was uh, running a hundred and something fever. It was terrible. The only thing I remember is my wife waking me up and like giving me some Gatorade and putting me back to bed. And then I woke up Sunday. That's how terrible it was.
4: That's wild. I kind of had a similar... I I actually did not... um... I was not forced to get to get the jab, but I did get COVID a few times, and t- I think like three times. Twice was not bad at all. The third time, fucking kicked my ass. I mean, I was fucking getting the hot and cold sweats, and again, same thing. I actually remember waking up, and my fiance was like checking my pulse to make sure I was good. It was fucking terrible, 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 yeah. terrible, terrible, uh, but my mom actually was forced. She works for the court system. Uh, she w- she, I think she was kind of forced to get it. She ended up getting it so she could travel to New York. Um, and now she's got a big, fat lump in her neck. That was wow. not there prior.
3: I wish more people would, like, you see, just from the couple stories that we've shared already – everything affects everybody differently. I mean, so you you can get into an argument with somebody about this. We'll say, Oh, well, I know such and such. You had no vaccine. He was fine. And then somebody will hit you with the counter story of, Oh, well, I know such and such. You had no vaccine and they died. You know what I mean? I think this is a great example that highlights why individual medical autonomy is so important because what may work for somebody here might not work for somebody else, you know, In, in our house, um, you know, my wife's normal, um, I don't trust the government very much, especially now. So she, you know, we luckily we're, we're, we're two individuals, you know, we acknowledge that, you know, she's comfortable getting the shot. She, she went and actually got it. I tried to talk her out of it, but ultimately it's her decision. So just kind of going off of what you both said, you know, she, her mother and her father all got the shot, right? I didn't. They have they have all had COVID. My wife has actually had it three times now. I have had it none. And I've been I've have not gotten a single vaccination for it. Now what we're seeing too, though, is since she's gotten that shot, she has been getting sick more and more frequently with like cold like symptoms. It's it's pretty shit actually. Um, and I know some people are having it much worse, but I think a lot of people just bury their head in the sand, man. like when you try to explain to them why it's a terrible idea to give a central authority all this power over your life especially when you see how corrupted it is because of money influence of power but you know that's
0: yeah you know covid i think really opened up not only my eyes but i think um most uh red-blooded uh americans and most people across the world to how corrupt and fucked up All governments, not just the United States government, not just Australia's government, not whatever, are. And the amount of corruption and things like I had no idea existed. You know, I heard about, we always talked about, right? And you you always heard about the crazy things that would go on. But you'd never think that the city of St. Louis had these things on top of buildings that were spraying this stuff, chemicals over the people for fucking however many years it was you know you 30 years exactly you never you you would never think that really the american government did that really are you sure about that (laughs) you know (laughs) you know what i'm saying and and then and then you hear about this stuff and then you really start to explore and it just holy shit this is really what happened uh and and then you know it just opens my eyes and I know it opens up everybody else's eyes. And I think it allows all of us to really take that critical stand and that critical uh uh thinking where you start to break shit down. And yeah, Luca, I'm with you. I never really trusted the government, but especially not even more now.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I think it's had the it's had the opposite effect in in many states in Australia. I think with majority of the population have Stockholm syndrome. Here's a little really? example of how they can't critically can see think that. anymore. There was a, a, a program that our previous government ran called Robo Debt. So anyone who was on government assistance, they have to put in all their information. I've got so many dependents. I've got a house. I've got a car. And it would calculate how much you get from the government in assistance for when you're not working. Well, the government was came to the conclusion that lots of people were cheating the system and getting more money than they should have. So they set up an AI which went through the entire system and pinpointed all the people who were scamming the system with it called robo debt and they sent out debt collectors after people saying they would they owe 20 grand 30 grand 40 grand it ended up being scrapped and not not a single person had to pay this money back but some people committed suicide over it because their lives were going to be ruined There are people who had no money to begin with they were living on the poverty line and they thought their only option was to kill themselves so there was two recorded suicides for that so naturally the people are up in arms about it and there's been this big investigation into the previous government but when you apply that same thinking to the like the 35% increase in suicides that occurred during the lockdowns in my state and the people who committed suicide because they couldn't get out of the country, let alone the state, they're silent on it. Oh, but we had to do that because COVID's dangerous. You're <sighs> still in the mind think that COVID is dangerous. There is no helping you. There was a story of an American man who was trapped in Australia, couldn't leave, and it, he went into the Melbourne um, Botanical Gardens and hung himself because he couldn't see his family for 18 months.
0: Holy wow. crap that's terrible. It's inhumane, yeah, I, bro. I, Damn. No, I mean, it, it, it's absolutely terrible, man. I mean, I got up in arms. So my sister uh, battled co- uh, colon cancer and she passed away in 2021, but it was um, in December of 2020. So it was the end of that first COVID year uh, that she had gone into hospice care. And normal hospice care, you know, in hospice, you can go and visit and see and do as much as you want. The first day, they tried to kick me out. And I was like, come on, come arrest me because you're not fucking bringing me out of this place. But I just feel so terrible for all the people that had, were in situations like that and didn't have the balls to stand up and say, no, you're not going to kick me out. I'm going to stay here and couldn't see their loved ones or couldn't see anyone. And then they resorted to hanging themselves. And I mean, it, it, it's terrible. It's all terrible.
3: I think a large part of the problem to you, man. Um, and me and drew American edition have talked about it many times. <laughs> <laughs> so, <we've>, man,
4: USA.
3: <laughs> so people are trying to replace the are trying to replace God with government. You know yep. what I the mean? Like on. this, yeah, this infallible yeah. entity, all seeing, all knowing, all powerful. But uh when you have, you know, any, you know man at head of an office like that it, it's going to be corrupted man and uh i think less people are willing to acknowledge the fact that this is happening because it's just too scary for them um part coupled also with the fact i mean it's a bunch of things too like drew australia addition said you know maybe stockholm syndrome setting in um i actually just recently did an episode on something called dissociative amnesia and how the government weaponizes it and basically the can in a nutshell when there's situations that are so stressful and when you're pushing the same propaganda over and over and over again people are going to start to assume something is true just because it's parroted repeatedly you know what i mean even if it's Mm -hmm. totally Mm -hmm. baseless but then yeah exactly and then that coupled with you know stress um uncertainty and things like that it really drives some people in into a dark dark place and they they actually it destroys the individual You see, and then you start to people start to resort to that instinct of herd mentality and not wanting to be different from the group. And that's when you start getting that melding of minds into this just one fucking hive mind uh, society, you know, unthinking, unwavering from what the authority figure tells them, you know, and they just run into the arms of
0: authority, man.
4: Sounds like boot camp.
0: Yeah, 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 you're right, (laughs) Mm -hmm. dude. Absolutely, bro. And you know, and the government was able to weaponize that so well across all nations um, that, uh, you know, they were able to do this and they were able to do exactly what Klaus Schwab talks about in that um, the World Economic Forum, he's they've made it so it's perfect for the great reset for them to do exactly what they want to do because. Now you've got all of these people across all these different nations that all are scared and worried and think these different things. And they're all uh, like you said, the Stockholm syndrome or whatever is setting in, where they're just starting to believe that this is the only way and I've gotta do it. You know, it's terrible.
2: Well, it was a perfect multifaceted um experiment, wasn't it? It wasn't just a medical experiment across multiple countries. It was an experiment right. of Social structures, how people would react, uh, bringing in new technologies um, like um, cameras, like CCTV just went through the roof during COVID. You left yep. your house and you went to the shops and there was cameras everywhere. Automated systems, barcode systems, um, CBDCs were starting to be developed during that time. So I think most of all, it was just an experiment to see what the population of the world would be. What they would do under extreme pressure from an outside threat, they just happen to use an invisible so-called virus, but it's making me think that was the testing grounds for something bigger, in which there's probably going to be a real loss of life orchestrated by them. Could be like oh. a falsified war, could be a falsified yeah. outside threat, um, like yeah, a blue scenario. Who uh, knows?
0: Yep, yeah, ab- absolutely. That I think that's exactly what's going on. Hank, are you are you talking, bud? No. Yeah. Can you hear me? I yeah, can no, hear you yeah. now.
1: All right. Well, the, one of the big things that they're pushing now is that the internet across the globe is going to be down. For, oh,
0: I heard that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and so, yeah, the the <laughs> solar flares, the, the sun, sun is going to cause all the fiber optic cables that run your internet to be able to cease and stop working.
1: <laughs> this is on the heels of of a of a week long UFO craze. <clears throat> you know, they're definitely gearing up for something. Uh, oh, absolutely. People like you said this was uh you know the whole covid experiment was was a a global experiment because it wasn't just in in the covid there were there were dominoes falling in every country that was changing things drastically and very hastily and everything happened with with, with dutch turning you know the netherlands turning belly up with Canada turning belly up. Like you had all of these countries just simultaneously start pandering to the the whims of of Klaus Schwab and the other heads of yeah. the World Economic Forum. And we come through it after they declare the pandemic over. And now they have serious systems in place that are gearing up, i.e. Fed now, uh, which will definitely lead to uh, a, a global currency
0: Uh, yeah i think absolutely i
1: I think all of the the heads of state that have any kind of power whoever it is i think they've all got a really raging boner for china (laughs) in the worst way they love the model of china don't they not just china it's it's mao because he was the right one that i know of that took communism and weaponized it against children young Mm -hmm. children until then you fought with you know communism with your with your military you went in and physically and invaded a land and whoever had the best military could you know take the land now it's done through the subversion of children and mao was the one who implemented that in the 60s and you got to think the guys that were young children in the 60s that were initially targeted by mao they're the ones that are running china now Like they're, Mm -hmm. they're the guys that are of that age. Like they're the ones, this is all they've known.
0: Oh yeah. And the CIA and, and all those other uh, different letter agencies have been able to uh, watch exactly how he did his thing. And they're implementing that across the world as Mm -hmm. we speak. And I think COVID was like the perfect example, almost like a 9-11 to an extent where everybody was pro-government, right? We're pro-USA uh patriots all this stuff and they were able just to sneak in all this stuff while we were all not paying attention because we were all yeah no we gotta we gotta be afraid the terrorists are gonna come uh knock down the twin towers again you know so they were i think this was the perfect opportunity and they were able to use all their different techniques with their dissociative amnesia uh you know project mockingbird with the uh controlling of all the media i mean um hell, it's still on YouTube. You can go watch it. The the mock uh pandemic that they mm, they did. 201. With the, yeah, event two oh one. I mean they, they did it all. And, and they had it on YouTube. It was on YouTube because they in 2019 care. and it was there, right? They don't care, Hank. You're exactly right. Cause they don't think that we're going to be smart enough to be able to find the shit. It's
1: that they think about the, it. the, the majority of the people won't, it's not that they, that none of us will because they know that a good percentage of us as it, it's it, small as it may be, we're not going to buy this shit, but the mass, the masses, they will undoubtedly Stockholm syndrome style runs straight to the teeth of the state.
2: Think about the generational yep. priming that happens before all of Event 201 and COVID and all the shit that we've seen in the past three years. The subtle subversion of Western culture into socialism, which inevitably becomes communism. How many kids do you see walking around the chair Guevara shirt who are purple haired and they have mm-hmm. their pronouns? And you're like, you do realize this guy actively killed homosexuals, right? You're loving on a guy. You're deifying a dude that killed gay people, and right, you're questioning exactly. about the deaths. Communism's killed so many more people than the the mustache man of Austria. Come on, like it's got no idea.
0: <laughs> the mustache man of Austria. Oh, I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> and you know, yeah,
1: they. It would. I don't. I don't really. I really. It, it's hard to understand how because I've never heard communism pitch to me in a way that was attractive. Maybe I never was the intended demographic, but I've never. You're a free, you're a free thinker. <laughs> no, that, to, to, it, and this goes beyond the mustache man of Austria. This goes back, you know, to Marx and the people that, that he, you know, we could draw this all the way back to the great, theologians and ph- philosophers of uh greece and and that time platos and aristotle and you know they they all had similar that if you compared it to what every major communist you know doctrine was it it was pretty much that but how can how can this constantly keep happening and uh, I mean, I know the answer is the children, but it's just like, damn, enough of us grown ass people got to be able to see that this is a, a, a cycle of uh, failure. You know,
0: it's inevitable.
1: The problem
3: is not. The thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, I was sorry. I was going oh, to. Oh, I was going to quote you, Luca. I was going to talk. We, need, ta- I was we use... need the
3: talking stick.
0: We do. We all <laughs> need to raise our hand. No, I was going to use your quote, uh, Luca, from uh, who was it? Uh, Mark uh, the... Twain. Yeah, that's, go ahead. Yeah, Mark
3: Twain said it was it's easier to fool a man than to convince him he's been fooled. It's one of my favorite quotes. Yeah, man. But go on Go ahead, go ahead.
2: I think the philosophers of Greece like Socrates and, and alike, they were and even communism, communism on paper. And in theory, sounds like a fantastic idea. Everyone gets gets a piece of the pie. Everyone's looking after each other. It's longing for a time when humanity were in villages and groups of less than 250 people. I think right. it probably works on a very, very small scale with a very low technology where your day-to-day survival depends on your common man. I'll, they've subverted that and twisted it into what communism is today. I think the basic idea of caring for your fellow man which I would say is very a Christian ideal, loving your brother, loving your sister, looking after your community, they've twisted that and inverted it into a bastardized version that is
3: Marxism. Going off of what you say, I I actually, I think it would work in a large scale society if the world was perfect. Because, you know, the very core belief and the very core doctrine of communism is like, you know, Drew is a garbage man and doesn't get paid, but Drew does the garbage man job to help people because he knows it's needed. Drew American version, right? Drew Australian version is a short line cook, even though he's a smart guy, but he knows this job needs to be done because people. That's that's the that's the fairy tale idea of how it would work. The reason it doesn't work, and I don't believe it will ever work, is because Perhaps. it has. And this this misses a lot of people who advocate for communism. Is all that resource right? Money, raw materials, whatever. Somebody has to control it. It can't just be. Divided because if it's divided, I mean, we're basically just back at you know straight capitalism. We bargain, we have value because of our trade abilities, and you know, wherever we are on the spectrum of, of ability to do something gives us value, right? So, people miss that core need that something some entity has to control the resources and that entity is going to be the government and ultimately somebody is just going to seize all the power and abuse all the resources and maintain them all while fractionally doling it out to the to the peasants us who are not in the you know the elitist cool kids club who get to control everything in the government and that's why it ultimately fails and it's trash and a lot of people miss that point because they start to again associate Government with God and thinking that because these people are in positions of power, they're somehow incorruptible or better than everybody else, you know, I think it really, and, and there's a lot of things that feed into it, but the short version for me, I think it really starts at with schooling because, you know, when, especially in the US, like you're always told that you have to have money and wealth to be successful, right? The whole paradigm of success revolves around money, wealth and influence, right? So I think that that in a sense of itself is like propaganda. Like we from an early age start to associate high levels of wealth with high levels of morality, you see? So we look at some people start to look at politicians or very rich individuals as having a high moral uh, or have being on a higher moral foundation than the rest of us because of their wealth. <laughs> but they don't stop to realize that you can be a millionaire and be a total fucking degenerate. I mean, look, <laughs> that's usually the case. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. If at, it's more so the case. I would think it's more so the case when you're that rich and that wealthy, because there really is. And we've seen it already with, you know, Hunter Biden, there is a two tier justice, you know, if Drew American (laughs) version, actually, yeah. If drew American edition, you know, had a bag of cocaine on him and a, Gun he wasn't supposed to have. We'd be having this podcast from prison, you know, or he'd be yeah. having it from prison, you know. What I, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, is, I just uh, has
2: a sn- has a sniffing problem. That's all. Yeah. They sniff different things. One <laughs> yeah, six yeah. Kills, one six yeah. You know, it's funny. But yeah, exactly. That's the reality.
3: That's the reality of the situation. As people associate now, folks who have this money as oh my god, they're 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 perfect. You know, they must right. be really good individuals. Not stopping to think and. I'm sorry, I don't mean to go on a tirade here, like I'm falling down the rabbit hole, but perfect example is Bernie Sanders, right? Talking about all this share the wealth, whatever, yada, yada, this, that, and the other, you got to share the wealth. But nobody stopped to say, why do you have four houses and an Audi R8 or A8, whatever the model is, you know, $200,000 sports car. Mm-hmm. If you're about shared wealth, shouldn't you be living a little more frugally, like practicing what you preach, but people get caught up in the glitz and glam because I think by design, you know, the system is meant to be oppressive and meant to make people just get by on the bare minimum. Because now when you see this person who's got all this money and power talking about, Hey man, you know, I'm going to break you off a piece, Hank. So you don't have to be around those tigs or whatever you call them, you know, biting at your tiggers. legs or yeah, Tiggers
1: anymore. Tiggers, <laughs> tiggers. You know, He's tiggers,
3: got a bunch of tiggers. Yeah, running t- tigger the tiger running around, whatever. Off. You know, oh. but you get what I'm oh. saying. Like they say, hey man, I'll I'll save you from that depravity you're feeling or from that stress you're feeling if you get me into this position of power because I'll I'll break you off a piece. And yeah, like, I never
2: understood people. Eat I never that understood. Shit up. Yeah, I never understood the Bernie appeal in America. The guy is a multimillionaire. Once again, I'm asking you for your money and I just need to put him into another house.
3: That's what I'm doing. Well, that's the appeal. You're told from such an early age that, you know, that's the key to happiness and to being a good person and to being successful. You know, nobody ventures outside of that avenue. And I'm not saying you have, you know, to be you have to be poor and destitute right but don't make you know that the fulcrum of your happiness you know everything teeters on that one singular aspect of having massive amounts of wealth or power or influence to be happy you know what i mean or that you're a moral person you can be a dirtbag and have a lot of money i mean me and drew american edition see it all the time with our line of work you know i've seen the brokest broke people who have hearts of gold and i've seen the richest rich are heartless, you know, and vice versa. Terrible it really people. Just, exactly. Yep. It really depends on the individual, but we have to stop associating high levels of morality with high levels of wealth and political positions.
0: We have but to just, not. we have to stop putting all of these people on a pedestal. Mm. There's nobody that should be on a pedestal like that. And there's absolutely nobody in politics that um, should have more than, uh, $25,000 salary. There shouldn't be a reason why, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi is making $40 million, uh, because she has insider trading information, but we're throwing her uh bastard stepsister, uh, Martha Stewart in prison for doing the same damn thing. There's there, you shouldn't be in politics one for more than like, I don't know, five or 10 years. And two, you should not have access to all of the, uh, stuff that you do, doing all the insider trading and all that nonsense. I think if you cut out a lot of the money out of the situation, I think uh, there would be a lot less uh, corruption. I think Warren Buffett talks about it. He said he could end the deficit in 20 minutes where you have to say, uh, you know, you're not going to get paid unless um, the budget is balanced or whatever he said about it.
1: time the budget was over three and a half percent. Um, yeah, of the the GDP, of the, of the GDP right? He yeah, he said that the all current sitting members of Congress across the board would be ineligible for re-election until <laughs> it came back down below that. I like it. Yeah, I do too. That's good. I mean, you gotta you gotta understand that the same people that are sitting there talking about like Bernie Sanders,
0: unless um, the budget is balanced or whatever he said oh, what
1: about he said it was any time the budget was over three and a half percent.
0: Um, yeah of the GDP GDP, right yeah
1: he said that the all current sitting members of Congress across the board would be ineligible for re-election until it came (laughs) back down below that I like it yeah I do too that's good you gotta you gotta understand that the same people that are sitting there talking about it like Bernie Sanders the the only few times I know that you know Luca you said that nobody stopped to ask him how he you know how how come you have amassed all this wealth the few times i know that he has been confronted with that question that's been recorded uh his response was always well that's how the american dream works ain't it no uh, of course it. dude uh, never <laughs> course. never mentioning the incredible legs up he had on me a poor white boy from the what? deep south who's never going uh, because you're privileged you're white that's why
3: well, Right, I mean, absolutely.
1: But people should be akin to that, what you just said
3: right there, when he's like, oh, well, I worked for mine. Well, I mean, fuck, is everybody else not working for theirs, dude? I like guarantee the you, in people... four
1: hours, I work harder than Bernie Sanders has in the last 50 fucking years.
3: Oh, 100%, oh, dude.
0: And absolutely, I think, I think. I
3: think anybody here in the screen has worked harder in the last two years than he has his whole life, man. I mean, and but that's, that's the point.
0: Said,
1: it's, 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 that goes so far from where, as far as American politics started you were elected out of your community you went and you served your term and then you went right back to your community and continued yep. to be a profitable and and productive member of that community it was never intended for you to end up a career politician that our founding fathers knew that career politicians were the exact same ones that are responsible for indigo where we are today if it's, we never parasites
2: yeah absolute parasites that's all it is and it's the double speak. They can.
1: They're leveraged to give themselves more power. America. Yeah, it's politicians the politicians never want to restrict themselves, but they'll never turn down a raise.
2: It's mm. the same thing down here, too. That every time that we're going through like the 14th, 15th um, inflation increase in our um, percentages mm-hmm. of the banks, and our politicians just keep giving themselves pay rises. And then at the same time as we've got half a million Australians who are living in their cars or on the streets, they're saying that they need to build a housing and the only way to do that is to repossess houses from people who have investment properties meanwhile our prime minister has four fucking investment properties and when people question him on it all those are my private details and you don't need to know about that yep well you give up yours first and then we'll see how we go for the rest of the country
1: that's Bernie sanders to a t uh
3: (laughs) yeah but people bro people i don't know man they just like we've been saying, they just turn. They just don't want to acknowledge it, man, because they really think these people are gonna uh, save them from the problems that they manufactured in the
0: first place. <laughs> you know
3: what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. They
0: the they think that they're the god and that they're <laughs> they're gonna save them from everything. You know that because they've been beaten down and they've had to turn to the government. everything so now they just think oh well this guy's saying it he's he's got to be the only guy that's going to give me hope he it's going to turn out just like the mustache man of austria if no one's paying attention (laughs)
2: well you just love now how they're so they're so fearful of the population again i think this is a really good thing because politicians we should never be afraid of our own governments the governments should be afraid of their people and we're seeing that for the first time in maybe over 100 150 years and what are they starting to do? They're locking people out of local council meetings so you can't actually hear what they're planning and what they're doing. You um, you get put on watch lists if you say anything about a government official on the internet. You get a door knock from the police about the way that you're talking about certain officials. They should be afraid of the average person. That's just the way it works. That's the ultimate responsibility they have in their profession. They're there to serve us, and if the people that they're serving have an issue with it, we should have the right to voice that that issue with them.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, 100%. And and I think, uh, who was it, Justin Trudeau, who said uh, during all the protests with the truckers, uh, oh, yeah, no, I believe in protests, but if you're using a protest to demand change, oh, then I don't think you should be able to do that. And you That's so the whole point, change, you have you have point of a fucking it protest.
2: You apply for it in triplicate, make sure it's signed off by a stat tech and a judge, then we'll put it in for consideration, then we'll get back to you in 12 to 5 business days. 5 to 12 business days, that's how it's going to work. <laughs> That's such
3: bullshit. It's never gonna change because, like we've been discussing, you know, people who are just running into the authority and who don't want to acknowledge these things that are happening are participating in the system and they're participating in mass. But people, and I can only speak for myself, but I assume you guys are the same because of what we've been talking about. People like me just choose not to participate. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I
1: the great I I just philosopher Eddie Lee said that. If you choose not to decide, you have still made a choice.
3: Oh well, my decision is to just not participate in, in the in the in the madness. You know, I I don't really I get involved in politics very lightly. I I think both political parties are trash, with a couple exceptions. You know, there's a couple individuals that are they're different that I do think stand out from the, the herd. But um, you know, you, you have to like it really is an uphill battle. You know, and I get into arguments with people time from time to time, especially during election season, because they you know, I I absolutely hate people who say like, let's say if your vote like I last time I voted for uh, Joe Jorgensen when she was running. Um, She's a libertarian. You know, people say, oh, well, you threw your vote away. The fact that you think of it that way as winning and losing is part of the problem because you're not looking outside of the two party system, but you're complaining about the two party system. Right but you're not looking outside of it. So you continue to retain the status quo between two choices all the while complaining that it's, oh, well, I'm choosing the lesser of two evils. But if people started to think outside of that and actually voted for people that they gave the shit about and did the work and researched, you'd see there's multiple political parties to choose from. But we're so dead set on this winning and losing, right? Oh, well, I got to be part of the winning team. You know, so I got to vote Republican or I got to vote Democrat. You know, I can't vote outside of that because then it's a wasted vote. It's not a wasted vote. If you realize that it's not about winning or losing, but it's about choosing the right person, you see.
1: But you go back two generations and the federal debate took second place to the, the local debate. And I think, you know, Equate Drew and I, we've been preaching that the fight's at the local level, not the, the federal level is an impossible war to win. Mm hmm. The only way to, to enact real change that'll seriously affect your life is to do it in the, in your own community and then network it out. And I don't I mean, if, if we can just get everybody to network within their own state and make enough changes within their own states, then there'll be a pool of people to send to the federal level that we have put there because we put, you know, we from the grassroots level put them there. You know, that's right. We're never going to save ourselves if we wait until the ballot comes out and you think that you just got to choose between what's on the paper. You you've got to do the legwork before the ballot ever comes out. Get your guy into Congress. You do that through getting him, you know, on your on your state level government, and you do that through getting him, you know, through your local level. Like I mean, it it can be done. You just have to get enough people to believe in the local fight again.
3: Yeah, but people aren't because... We
1: should be incentivized to. I mean, go back back two generations and it was all about the local community.
2: And not to be a doomer and gloomer, but I don't know if this is just a uniquely Australian thing. I think the attack is happening on the local level more than it is federal. I think they've locked down the federal level, state level. Those higher echelons, they've been captured for a long time now. I think they're targeting local level councils and city councils, Because they're actively locking out the constituents from viewing and listening to meetings. They're actively locking out people from running for those pieces, those standing in office positions in those council levels. If they deem you to be a security threat to the people that are in that panel that you're running for, you won't be allowed to run. They're doing so much shady shit here. So I don't know if that's happening in states in America as well, but it is. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, it, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's definitely certain states where if you were to go to a local council meeting and uh, you wanted to discuss your dissenting opinion because they want to introduce some kind of uh, pronoun uh, stuff at your school, they just will lock you out of the meeting and 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 won't let you speak. It's kind of California's fucked.
1: California. <laughs> what's, your, what's your what's your take on everything, Chef? I mean. <sighs>
4: Yeah, I, I mean I have a lot I have a lot to say about about all that. Um I will start by saying we yanked our kids out of school. Um with all the shit going on within the local schools and the books that are out there and the flags that are out there and That's the... a public school
2: teacher I agree. Do it.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's fucking bullshit. It's it really is it's bullshit and it's scary and um it sucks because I mean, I went to school. Yes, I, I, I was indoctrinated for sure. Um, a lot of us were. But knowing what I know now, there is no fucking way that my kid will be going to no fucking way. And it, and it sucks because I, I work, my fiance could be working and we'd be doing so much better financially if both of us worked. That would be fucking awesome. We'd have so much more. I mean, we'd have play money. And, and right now we don't. We don't have shit. Like we're scraping pennies. And but it's because we're we're making that sacrifice. And we are, you know, we we want to teach our kids what's right. You know, we want to, you know, we want to teach our, our kids about God, the Bible. You know, the fact that they're taking out like Pledge of Allegiance flags are uh, not Pledge of Allegiance flags, but the Pledge of Allegiance um, and many, many, many schools. Um, it's fucking scary dude Uh, there was just something in uh, I want to say like 20-30 minutes away from us in another town called Redlands that like blew up on YouTube or TikTok or one of those one of those websites where yeah these parents are fucking outraged and as you say like they go they go to speak in these meetings and then they get shut down you know if you have x amount of time to talk they don't let you continue talking because you're bringing up these books and you're um a lot of them you know, the kids, the dad will bring the kid in or or mom or daughter, or whatever in to to read a little excerpt from these books that are in school and the council members are so fucking appalled because you said these words that are in these books, like you're ruining our meeting, but at the same time you're okay with them reading them in a fucking library, dude? Like <laughs> right. get the fuck out of here, dude. Like it's yeah. it's one of those no, things I- where I think because of COVID, as you guys were talking about earlier, like it did wake up a lot of people and I'm thankful for, for this happening because I don't know if I would have fully um, been aware of everything going on if it wasn't for that. You know, I at that point I started questioning everything. Like I've always had my you know my thoughts on like 9-11 and, and these other little conspiracies and whatnot. But now, like I got this shit down, dude. Like I'm not worried whatsoever and I will fucking die on this fucking hill. Like without a doubt in my mind, I will die on this hill. I will save save my fucking children uh, from from this indoctrination going on and i speak about it at work people ask me and i'm like you really want to know what i have to say because and i fucking say it dude and that you know i i, I don't know i don't know well, i think it's uh, i think california's fucked
0: big time oh i mean the the school system in general is complete indoctrination um and luke has a great episode on uh, just highlighting about um, how the the modern day school system was just created to make a bunch of lemmings that only went to work and that was it. You know, factory they didn't, workers. Uh, yep. Yeah, no free absolutely. thinkers. No free thinkers. Nope. No line free workers, workers, bro. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was made for, and they did a great job of doing it.
3: Yeah, not to be Debbie Downer. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just
1: going to say, if y'all if y'all, if y'all heard that Instagram video is floating around? It's of a of a Native American guy, and he's talking about how he cannot understand how we signed up as parents to agree to give our kids away for the convenience of working for the man. It's, yeah. like,
3: and this- it's, it's like what I was saying before, man. People get caught up in the glitz and glam because we're taught that, you know, the only way to be happy is to have material wealth.
2: And it's its funny because – the. Even within academia, they push that the first four to five years of a child's life are so fundamentally important. Yet because of the way the debt system's built or the perception that both family members, and parents have to work, we give our kids away, even as like a newborn baby. Then they're raised by people at a childcare center and then in, into early childhood and then in kinder. You're having less time with your children than the strangers that look after them are.
3: Mm-hmm. That's the biggest yeah.
2: problem. We're not no, raising our right. kids anymore. And what I was totally. going to say
3: before, um, not to be Debbie Downer, but I, I don't think it'll change partially because, and this is like basically what the whole of my, my podcast is about is the consolidation of power is already set in there. And that's been done since the foundation, like the foundation, right? Um, so I, there's no way. Oh, I'm sorry. Good. Oh, I thought you were sorry. I thought you were going to say something. Um, So and again, this is just I can only talk about my point of view from things I've read and, uh, you know, theologies I've studied and all the little uh, conspiracy theories and stuff. I really do believe that it's been set since time, right, that uh, it really is going to take a divine hand to get us out of this because there's just no way like the, the power is consolidated. I mean, like, look at Bill Gates already. Largest farm owner in America. They're already pushing the synthetic meat bullshit, right? I think that actually just got approved by the FDA recently. While the it whole, did. Uh, yeah, thank you, yeah. While, yeah, while the whole, absolutely, we were all it... worried about the tin can in the ocean with five rich people. FDA approved <laughs> yep. that synthetic lab-grown yep. meat.
0: Synthetic lab-grown meat that you know what cells that it uses to rapidly replicate? Cancer, cancer. cells. cancer cells cancer cells yes cancer yes (laughs) they they found in the creation of this lab grown meat that the only cells that were able to replicate fast enough to be able to create what they needed to create were cancer cells (laughs) so they use cancer cells to replicate and to in in the meat in order to uh regenerate it are you even surprised yeah i'm not really (laughs)
2: I don't advocate <laughs> for violence by any means. This isn't me telling people to go out and shoot someone up, but how are these people walking the streets without someone pulling a falling down moment and just like deleting them from existence? I don't know how these people walk the streets anymore. Statistically, because, someone should have done it by now. Statistically, yeah, someone yeah. should
1: have done it. I guess cancer meat doesn't make, you know, doesn't make a. Uh mass-producing mosquitoes sound that bad after all yeah the, the mass produ-
3: yeah
1: right the whopper
0: with cancer i mean mass-producing mosquitoes man uh, and luke and i are both in florida Jesus. that's no shit we've got multiple cases of malaria here that and we haven't seen malaria in 20 years in, in the united states and it just so happens that bill gates uh invests in a company that decided that they were going to do some genetic modifications to these mosquitoes in order to prevent malaria. And oh, guess what happened? Now <laughs> it's here. Oh no, it's here oh, now. Oh, oh yeah. no,
3: <laughs> they got they got our state bird, the common Florida swamp mosquito. Oh,
0: yes, my. yes, they, they've infiltrated the common Florida <laughs> that's, swamp. That's our mosquito. state
3: bird, bro. They're they're, they're
0: huge. They're huge down Dude, here. It, it, it's absolutely huge. They're <laughs> Look, fucking pterodactyls. Florida.
3: Let me tell you something about Florida. Drew Australia edition. Florida is the Australia of America. Oh, I've been there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
3: So many invasive species and crazy things that'll kill you. It's it's truly a a treasure trove of wonders down here. I saw
0: I saw a motorcycle riding down the street with that was blue and yellow. Okay, I saw this video. It was from down in Miami. Blue and yellow motorcycle Harley. Okay, with a blue and yellow macaw. Riding on the motorcycle <laughs> on the front. <laughs> there nothing screams uh, more Florida than that. That's amazing.
4: Wow. Dude, yeah, see that, that makes I don't know if you guys have ever you guys have ever seen the uh the thing where like the birds are fucking Robots and they charge by by standing on or sitting on the power and lines. Birds aren't
0: real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, real, yeah, bro. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound so
4: far off now, man. I'm just gonna no, throw that hey, out there. there
0: are no shit. If you there are birds that aren't real, so let me bring you to a little little beautiful place to the world of what's known as DARPA. Okay, back in 2013, DARPA. Okay, the Defense Advanced Research Projects uh, Administration or agency, whatever it's called. They invented a little thing that's called the hummingbird drone. And this just most recently uh, was shown on, you know, uh, social media and everything. I showed this to Luca and other people at work and they were like, holy shit, that thing's amazing. And it's 10 years old already. Yeah, it's a fucking hummingbird. It looks like a hummingbird. It's this big. Okay. No, Hank, I'm not talking about you. I'm saying this is as big as the drone <laughs> here. Okay. And... Is, is, that, is anybody just... else concerned? Do you
3: know what it looks like? I mean, uh, oh,
0: <laughs> so, oh, what are we showing us, Drew? Uh,
2: birds are real and they will murder you. Check this
0: out. Oh. Okay. When anyone
2: says birds are fake, I just pop up a cassowary picture because they will stomp you into the ground till you stop moving. Uh,
0: absolutely. Birds are oh, real, no. but they've invented fake birds that fly like around we, and look just like the real ones
2: well there's insect drones now that's scarier but they're so shut small
0: the, shut the fuck up
4: they're, they're probably the size of a fucking mosquito and they might yep. they might be um they might have a little something to do with fucking bill gates i don't know they've they've injected oh,
2: spiders with
0: nanoparticles that uh link Wait, up via the ai they control the spider now thing. what the Dude, the Artificial intelligence is absolutely insane. I was showing uh, Luca a video the other day, and I've got to look into it more. But the video is saying that they basically had a group of of people, and they stuck them in MRI machines. And what they did was they showed them various images, and they told the MRI – I'm sorry, the AI – to look at the way that the blood flows through each of the people's brains – And then to recreate, if it was able to, an image of what the person was seeing. So they showed the person a giraffe, and it was a real giraffe. And the AI was able to recreate like a computer-generated version of that, not seeing anything else other than the MRI scans themselves. And they even went so far to show uh, all these people videos, and then they asked them to go on their internal monologue and not say anything out loud, but just use your internal monologue and you know uh, speak about what you were seeing in the video. And then the AI was able to say exactly what the person was seeing. And that was just in their mind from you know, the, the MRI scans. Thing,
2: the crazy thing about AI is we're inputting so much data in everything that we do. Right now, we're giving AI information about ourselves. AI can predict what the average person does because we've fed it so much data. Where AI comes unstuck is, it can't predict what people with autism spectrum are like. So anyone that's autistic, yes. it can't navigate what they do. <laughs> so in the future, we're going to have a John Connor style person come back in time and fight the robots. The only thing that will happen though, is if you drop a handful of
0: change in front of him, he'll instantly count what it is. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my autism much, is okay. my only superpower. Yes, <laughs> I- I'm not going to be able to be overtaken by the AI. Thank God.
3: <laughs> Oh my goodness, dude. So I bro, honestly, at this point, like I don't think any of it is really that crazy. Um I recently my favorite uh slogan has been uh loyal to the foil. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, the tip foil hats. Cause uh man, the when I really I used to not believe in conspiracy theories, you know, my uh, childhood friend's dad, right. Was always telling us about you know the new world order and then this was years ago dude like back in 2000 right always telling us about new world order and all this stuff and you know i was just like ah, your dad's a crazy drunk you know and then he uh he was telling us a story because his his family is romanian right so his dad at the time this was the early 2000s we were hanging out you know his dad smoking in the garage telling us about his time in the marines in romania and how he used to guard like this uh I don't want to say a research facility, but it was similar to like, you know, like some type of military testing grounds. Right. And he used to tell us how he would see tanks shooting lasers. Right. And I was like, bro, your your dad's out of his your dad's out of his mind, dude. Right. And that when he was in the military, you know, in Romania, that was back in like, I want to say like the 1970s, maybe 60s or 70s, roughly, right? He was telling me about tanks shooting lasers. I was like, man, this this man's out of his mind. Well, you know, a couple of years later, I want to say maybe like, you know, 08, 2010, around there, you know, then I started seeing the, you know, those reports from, uh, military times and all that about how they're equipping tanks to shoot lasers and the Navy's got a rail gun. And I was like, holy smokes, dude, if we're seeing it now, you know, that means they got stuff that's way, way up there in the future. You know what I mean? So ever since then, I kind of started looking into more of the stuff he was talking about. And um, the one that always threw me off was chemtrails, right? People tell me about chemtrails and, you know, seeding clouds with chemical... I always thought it was nonsense. Well, then when I found out about what uh, Drew was talking about a little bit earlier in this podcast about the um, chemical sprayers on buildings, when you guys have a chance, read the book called Fog of War by Dr. something. I It's a woman. I can't remember her name. She did a really good job on this book, uh, Fog of War, but it talks about the poisoning of St. Louis and how the U.S. government was actually strapping devices on buildings to spray the Public, unbeknownst to them, with radioactive material, right? But they were also strapping it to planes and flying planes across multiple cities to measure how the radioactive material would spread through the atmosphere and into other cities. So there were actual legitimate chemtrails, dude, that were causing cancer. And ever since then, I've just been like, all right, man, it's time to open up the mind and get real with what's going on.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. now, and now it's just the cloud seeding and everything that you're talking about before was just a conspiracy theory. Theory, right like everybody oh my yeah. gosh i the government would never do that now just on the uh the news the other day they're showing a, a cessna equipped with uh you know the cloud seeding stuff in order to assist in in making you know rain or whatever like it's just normal dimming everyday occurrence yeah dimming the sun yeah exactly Look up dimming the right.
3: sun i thought that was a joke dude not dimming the physical sun but actually like drew true was saying is actually spraying material up in the atmosphere to reflect sun rays it's aluminum yeah Yeah.
2: weren't conspiracies so much more fun when you were just like reading a book about the Loch Ness monster or watching a documentary (laughs) about Bigfoot yeah
0: absolutely stuff absolutely like
3: real now it's real life you know yeah
0: and then you really figure some stuff out and you're like holy shit well now I I just saw that uh they really think they figured out what the Loch Ness monster is and they believe it's a whale's penis. What? Oh. Yeah. You're you're so, not kidding. It, no, I'm not I'm I'm being 100% 100% Stop, truthful. Stop, dude. What are so you talking about? So in in <laughs> the area know. where they originally saw the Loch Ness monster, right? So it was in I don't know, fucking Scotland or wherever yep. it is. There's a whale that lives in that specific area and whales have giant penises and this <laughs> specific whale would apparently like it would float on its back for whatever as like part of a mating ritual or some bullshit and so you got some drunken sailor out there looking out into the ocean in the abyss thinking he's seeing a monster coming at him spraying some kind of material and really it's just a whale having a good time <laughs> oh my goodness that I'm going to dig yeah. into. You
1: oh got to dig God. into it, bro. Is Stop. It, uh,
3: <laughs> no, dude.
0: Not Dusty. Uh, um, yeah. no. I could have heard that. No. <laughs> oh, uh, my there goodness. are things that you wish you never heard. Uh, well, now I've raped all of your ears. With whale penis, thanks. Yeah, I've wiped all of your ears with whale penises. Oh, my goodness. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, no. I can't gouge that show, visual boats. image
2: out of my mind. Thanks for
3: that. <laughs> so, oh, that's it, though. Oh, man, if so, somebody could right, so, confirm uh, that that is true, uh, that would be, bro. That right, would be hey, something.
0: I right. Absolutely. It would be absolutely uh it would <laughs> uh Luca, do you want People to lead gonna an be an expedition? <laughs>
2: People are gonna be really disappointed when they find out that Bigfoot and Sasquatch are just really hairy gay men out in the woods.
0: <laughs> bears. <laughs> <laughs> Big bro, but... Giant bears. But no back, dude
3: <laughs> back up Big for Foot... just a second, bro. Could you wait? <laughs> Could you imagine like if somebody actually found out that that was really Loch Ness monster, it was just a whale using its pecker as a sail mast to like float around the lake.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Thing is, how there did was, did you even come to that that theory. <laughs> oh, he's just like, like he just, he just, just found it. Thanks.
0: I bet that's a whale's date. No. What 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 happened was scientists were in uh, the area and they observed this weird ritual that this whale had and was like, "Huh, that's awkward. It's the same shape as the Loch Ness monster." Uh, it, it's all it's know, it's dude. all it, I bro. Know, I don't know. That was... I don't know, but it it's something to think about. Could <laughs> it be the Loch Ness monster or could it just be a giant whale's penis? it's 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 like one of the eight wonders of the world you well, my know. my
3: counter argument to that would be well if it's a mating ritual i mean why is it up in the air wouldn't it have to be in the water for the female whales to see my
0: exact
1: thoughts yeah <laughs> <laughs> because you like, see so many female top I mean,
3: topside, you know? yeah bro like how was the last time hey. you saw a female whale topside? exactly
0: well maybe he's not showing his thing off he's just showing his tongue off under the water you know, showing <laughs> oh. what he can really do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's just using the pecker to sail himself around. Oh my goodness. Speaking of mass and the sails, wind. there was a, a CNN article the other day that said that shipping containers or I'm sorry, not shipping containers, but ships, uh, big, you know, cargo ships and whatnot can cut their cargo or cut their carbon emissions in half by using parachutes. <laughs>
4: I thought you were going to say switching to Geico.
0: So so you mean mean that we're just going to go back to fucking sales? That's what it is. It's a sale. It's not a parachute.
3: But this is the problem. This is the problem. This is why I'm saying, bro, it will never get fixed because people think they have the moral superiority and they're on the moral high ground with these ideas, man. And that's why it'll never change. It's never going to change dude, because they think they are morally correct i don't and think- now there's nothing above them there is no god for them to compare their moral foundation to there is no moral authority beyond the government now you know so these people pile into that and they they think they're right they think they're yeah. doing humanity a service but in retrospect they're doing it a disservice and we're regressing to the dark ages
0: we are Dude, we, and, live, and- we live
2: in a time where people think they're morally justified to breastfeed children when they're men the cdc even has guidelines for chest feeding now
3: oh my gosh dude yeah ring on the flood
0: 2.0 jeez oh yeah absolutely bring on the flood like yesterday please like yesterday
3: hey man it's like the good book says like in the times of noah so will it be in the last of days man that's yeah. Hopefully like. the flood doesn't have a huge abundance of wild penis
2: everywhere. Because be, <laughs> be Getting slapped with a bunch of Loch uh, Ness monsters.
1: I mean, uh, he's ever going to take a step forward until we're ready to start sharing all the information that is being so uh, actively suppressed, like free energy and the truth being that holistic healthcare is... The only way to go, you know, once we get back to not coveting secrets in in, in in the hopes of turning that secret into profit, then we'll never we'll never get out of this this rut as a as a species that we're in. The only way for us to move forward is to strip the lust for profit out of humanity. But why would you?
3: That's my point. And this is why there's such an attack on religion, because, you know, if there's no righteous authority above your own, there there is no reason. You know what I mean? I mean, people might make the argument and I've heard it many times about the greater good or, you know, oh, well, you do it to, you know, for people or whatever. Uh, I think that's a crock of shit Personally, um, I like to use the example of Hitler because it was the most well known. Right. I get into arguments with people sometimes about like the moral foundation of God and the necessity of God. What let's just, and we'll, you know, let's just say a God, right. Let, mm-hmm. let, let's just leave Christianity out of it for a second, you know, cause I think the hard part for people is to even acknowledge if they even believe in a God. Right. True. So <clears throat> the example I like to bring up to people is if you don't believe that there's a God, right. And that there's not an absolute moral authority. What Hitler did was not wrong. Because why was it wrong? You see, if let's say if he succeed, he was doing so good that the German people were profiting from it, right? He was taking care of his own people. He doesn't need diversity. He doesn't need, you know, Americans, Chinese, he doesn't need anything. Just one German people, bro, marching under one banner, one culture, one language, right? Uh, Just a hive mind of sameness. That would have worked out great for them. Screw everybody else, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So how can you say that what he was doing was wrong if it was for the benefit of what he believed was right? You see, because without that moral authority, your morality just ends, exactly. goes out the fucking window. Exactly, and it just ends where somebody else begins. You know, it becomes self determining moral stance,
2: which anyone can determine what their own morals are if given the the loss or the the absence of a greater authority.
3: Mm-hmm. Which is- I, I agree, and because and if you really want to get Like, now times with it, why is it wrong to have sex with kids? Because we deem children innocent. Well, that's irrelevant because, I mean, they did it in Roman times, right? Men were having sex with little boys all the time. It was working great for them.
2: And that's what the UN's trying to push now. They're trying to push the moral authority of historical context. They're looking back at all these diverse cultures from around the globe and through history how they're all diverse and it's rich and you know diversity is yep. our friend and they've done it in the past so what's wrong with it?
3: One they're of you guys, yeah. one of you guys might know and I th- I want to say I'm pretty sure Drew Bald American Edition told us or Bald Eagle Edition told us. Are Weren't you, you the rich? one talking about the there was a UN resolution, but not a resolution that's the wrong word, but there was some kind of document talking about how they're trying to eliminate the um, statutory age of consent for sex.
0: Yeah, we were, um, you and I were discussing that. Um, I can't remember the exact uh, article, but yeah, listen, the UN, the WEF, and the WHO are going to be the three controlling entities of everything. And uh, I think we're starting to see it um, with all these sanctions and stuff that they're putting out. But I'm going to find that article, um, Luca, because it was, yeah, they were discussing, uh, geez, give me a minute. They've
4: they've already they've already started this out because it's been tabled
0: here in California.
4: If you're fucking 12 years old, you're able to whack off your genitalia. You can consent to that. Good good point. You can consent to that.
3: So what's coming up next? And that's what people are not on guard about, bro. Like they're the the depravity is slowly, slowly, slowly increasing. And it's just happening, man, because, again, If you throw God away, there's nothing to say that what you want to do is wrong. There's really not. I mean, I mean, and Hank, I'm not picking on you, brother. You know, you brought up innocence. Well, the argument I would give you there would be, well, what happens if it's a child's been groomed, right? And the child is consenting to the sex with the adult. Stuff like yes, that is the the I use. See, I was, yep.
1: I was raised in an era where children, it didn't matter what the hell the child consented to because he's a child. He or she's a child. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. I was raised in a world where we understood that children aren't mentally capable of understanding and weighing and comprehending all the variables of any given decision at mm-hmm. any point in time that's why they're fucking children and no that's
2: that, it's, that, it's that slippery slope analogy hank where it started off as only really quite recently in the last say five or ten years where kids can self-determine their gender at an early age well what's the next progression from that kids are overtly sexualized and kids can air quote consent which we know is morally irrehensible but that's what they're pushing for this the people that really run this world We know that they they do horrible things with kids and two children. They're just making it mainstream. That slippery slope from allowing uh, gay people to get married, which was pushed as a very normal, fantastic thing. And, you know, just it's acknowledging what people do. Um, They're loving each other. What's the issue? Well, that slippery slope we were told was a conspiracy
3: theory has eventuated in a very short period of time. I think part of the problem too, man. And I mean, there's a lot of problems, but we're in this society now where that hive mind is a very, like the herd mentality is a big thing. Like if there's a dissenting opinion, like Drew in Australia has said, you know, you're starting to get, you're starting to shut those people down. You see, so there's no, there's no uh, um, alternate view, you know, there's no difference of opinion because there's no now, even discussions, no, exactly. Debates. And it's the problem to the attack, exactly, ism, something well, like that. Well, exactly, because what they're, what they're, the presidents that they're setting is, if you have a different opinion than me, you hate me. That's right. the that's yeah. the that is the crux of the problem, in my opinion, is we well, are being they, taught to feel that we are under attack or that somebody hates me because they have a difference of opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, socialism. That's that's exactly what they want you to do. (laughs) That's exactly what they want you to do. If you watch that documentary, The Great Awakening, it talks about anybody that has a dissenting opinion from you, you automatically get labeled a fascist, you get labeled a, a racist, a homophobe, a transphobe, whatever. It's their easiest the easiest uh, uh, playbook they have is to be a bully. It's and when easy. they start bullying you, then, you know, you you think that, oh, you can't speak out and you can't say what you want to say because you have that giant fear because it's happened of being canceled, of having your job taken away because you said, uh, you know, uh, you think that there's only two genders and boys and girls are, you know, whatever. It, it's, it's ridiculous. But it's scary. That's- and that's what's getting pushed across everywhere it's not even it's
2: not even differing opinions now they're targeting ways of life and ways of living like the um the israeli defamation league or whatever it's called in the u.s
0: they're telling a- people yeah, that the anti-defamation league yeah, same they're telling
2: yeah. people that push-ups are anti-semitic now <laughs> push-ups what? well what? I'm, I'm 30 times anti-semitic in any gym session that's that's a good thing Wait, as far as i'm concerned
3: it's anti-semitic yeah, a, Somebody on that for me for a second because yeah, I, I did not hear this.
0: Explain so, how, <laughs> uh, how a push up is in any apparently way. Apparently,
2: if, if you are of the white persuasion and you take your body's physical appearance and your health into question and you're trying to be a better person, trying to be better, health, a healthy person, that's called anti fat. That's, that's being a fascist and it's anti Semitic. And I actually go through a list why push ups are anti Semitic.
3: When you say... Okay, I just want to make sure I'm hearing you because I'm, I'm sorry. Excuse my ignorance, good sir. I'm just not drawing the, the line. Are you saying anti-Semitic? Yes. H- like hating Jewish people.
2: Apparently, doing push-ups, doing a push-up,
3: means you hate Jewish people. This because is from we, the ADL. Like, you can look it
2: up. It's ridiculous.
3: No, I believe you. I'm just... I can't draw. I'm trying to draw it out in my head. You know, I don't to think B, anyone can, I, I but can't. apparently... They've made a
2: connection somehow. They've probably gone from A to <laughs> T to R to Q back to, to A again. Well,
0: right, right. That's like you said, it's, it's, <laughs> it's because you're white. The medical
1: gymnastics are unbelievable. are trying to invent new ways to keep us divided. Because as long as we're divided, and I've been saying this for the longest, as long as we're pointing fingers at each other, bitching at each other, fighting with each other, we can't be pointing fingers and scrutinizing
0: them. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. They pit us all against each other. And that's how they're able to slide all these uh, policies and everything into uh, Congress and uh, everything Mm -hmm. else that they're able to do. Especially, you know, with all the stuff with the jab and COVID, you know, they were able to pass all these different uh, laws and everything right under right under our noses because we were all too busy worrying about uh, being locked down and everything else. And it was just like a, a you know, with the riots and everything with George Floyd and all the other race riots and everything that happened. Uh it was just to pit us against each other so that way they could get what they wanted to get accomplished. Division yeah. is their 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 best thing.
4: That I mean that's that's funny you even say that because when when I had some family members uh that I was very close with and I was not invited because they knew am i echoing for you guys
3: no just a little, a little bit, bit. No. just a little, a little but it's not bad i'm not even sure to we get budget. to hear your lovely voice twice that's fine yeah mm.
4: stop it <laughs> um but yeah i had some family members that that i was very close with and that you know we we would hang out like especially like during the holidays and and we i'm, I'm a huge board game geek so i play a shit ton of board games love board games and uh, we weren't really invited over there because we were not vaccinated. And so finally, like after two years of the whole pandemic, they, they knew that we weren't vaccinated. And I don't know what changed in their minds, but they ended up inviting us over. And I was actually kind of terrified. i not really terrified. I wasn't terrified. I, I didn't even tell a lot of people that I had started up a podcast because of the content and the stuff that I talk about. I still want my family, you know what I'm saying? But um, I I noticed that divide there, and it's either you either believe this or believe that. I have my own brother uh, come come down uh, visiting from Washington, and he was, like, ranting about people with Trump flags, and I'm like, well, you definitely don't want to come into my house, right? My thoughts have kind of changed a little bit, but I had a fucking huge Rambo Trump flag in my house, and I had a Mm. fuck Joe Biden flag in my house, and I'm like, I don't want to ruin my relationship (laughs) with my brother, and it, it that's that's they're able to get so deep into the division where where even family members aren't speaking to each other anymore due to the fact that Yeah, I don't know, man.
3: I don't know. It's fucked. Real quick, I just, the want, fact that you have, I just want I have to have a different opinion. I just want to tell you one thing because it was it's a bad habit I had too, and I could see you have the same bad habit where you said, Well, you don't want to ruin the relationship, right? You're not ruining the relationship by believing in what you believe, Like We all experience reality different. If you're afraid of that, it's not you. It's the other person. Because you're an adult, you can sit across the table from somebody, I'm sure, like you just said, and have a difference of opinion and still love and care for that person. If the other person can't or isn't willing, brother, that's on them. That is not on you. So you know, and I know it's I hard. I, I get it. I get it. I know it's hard, but you know, do your thing, man. If they want to ruin uh, you know, 10 years plus of brotherhood friendship, what have you that that's on them, man, that's on them. But yeah, I I, I've,
4: I've slowly started to not really like to, I've slowly started to not care as much about that. But at the time mm-hmm. it was like a big thing, you know, Sure. Like, it was a big thing and, and, and funny enough. So funny enough, the, the people that I was worried about ended up listening and we used to game together like all the time. And I always had a shitty, shitty microphone. <laughs> um, as you guys can hear right now, nothing, not a whole lot has changed, but he fun. wrote me and he goes, Hey man, your your first couple episodes were fucking awesome and you sounded great. And although we had a difference of opinion, I, I think you're doing a great job. So in my head, nice, like I created good. this fucking monster that didn't actually really exist. I just kind of assumed it exists, existed. And so that was like a big sigh of relief. But yeah, the, the division is nice. is absolutely fucking crazy what they're doing. And and yeah, I agree 1000% of uh, with what you guys were saying that we can't all f- fight this big battle if we're all fucking worried about this, that and the other and what the neighbors, what kind of flag the neighbors have, yeah. out, have out there and what aunt jane says and uncle joe says if you're just focused solely on that you're never going to get to the problem you're never going to see the problem because you're you're just so distracted you know
3: mm-hmm.
1: love that neighbor not love the that neighbor baby. Baby.
3: <laughs> it's hard it's hard sometimes i, I get it
0: yeah uh, it's hard it's it's human nature it, it's hard to you know we we get so caught up and and it's human nature just to only want to figure care about yourself and not worry about anything else.
2: It's it's very interesting, though, that there's only if you do go off like a political spectrum, it's only one side of politics that seems to worry and care about what other people think about them. Like, like you said, Kyle, you were really worried about what your family members were thinking. You didn't want to burn those bridges or ruin relationships. The opposite side of the political spectrum doesn't give a shit about that. It's their way or the highway.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, a good absolutely. point. Absolutely, yeah. No, you're absolutely right.
2: Which comes back to that whole idea of what Luke is talking about, where their moral compass is so absolute that they're justified in anything that they do. Which could be destroying a a family relationship. It could be destroying a friendship of over twenty years. They think they're morally justified, so they'll do it. They don't have that discernment or that forethought or or that self reflective practice. That hey, maybe my moral compass isn't as true as I think it is
0: and how can it be hard for a lot of people
3: yeah and it can't really and it can't be true in my opinion if you know you look towards man or that you know the government that authority figure as your moral compass because like i said you know it just begins and starts where other people's moral compasses end or point in other directions you know whatever you know so i think they've been emboldened in the past three years because they
2: really kind of pivoted away from Government being that moral authority where it's supported by science. Now, trust the science. The science is what the moral authority is. It was a social contract that people had to go out and get vaccinated for the greater good. So they were putting things in a
3: context away from man, air quotes, and putting it in science as the new religion. Yeah. One thing I will say, man, what the greater good argument is the argument of tyrants, bro, because it's always the greater good and the, the people beneath them have to make the sacrifices the mm-hmm. ones the power, or whatever the ones make the sacrifices for the, the greater good, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but that's I wish more people would start to see that, you know, and realize that, you know, but. Right. Well, that that, that, that kind of goes back to, to like when um, I've seen,
4: I mean, this is like a couple of years ago where, you know, we're, we're all supposed to social distance, you know, I forgot who I was talking. To. I think I was talking to a, a friend of mine named Tommy Dimmel and, um, Yeah, you. I think, uh, Hank, you you had hopped on and he, he, he uh, on the live and he was mentioning like social distancing. Like, are we supposed to speak to each other with like a six foot voice? Is that how we're supposed to do it? Like, six feet? Like, what, what does that even sound like? Are we all supposed to be yelling? Um, but they expected us to do all this social distancing and shit. And then you see these like press conferences and there's, there's actually like two or three that I had seen where, They thought the cameras were off, so they all had their masks on, and they're giving their speeches. And then, as soon as they think, you know, they're not rolling no more, they're like, "Ah, we're good to go," while all of the rest of us are terrified, secluding from one another. And yeah, it's just a it's a big fucking dog and pony show.
0: Social distancing was very important for everybody else, except for all the protesters that were going out against. Uh, you know, George, George Floyd's death yep. and, uh, everything else. So you didn't have to social distance there. You could have 20, 30,000 people there. Hell at his funeral, there was all kinds of people there, but you know, at other funerals, you, you couldn't have that. It's they did it very peacefully. They did it
4: very peacefully though. American drew oh yeah very peaceful. Yes, so that's okay it was, it was
0: very peaceful peaceful uh burning down all the buildings that they burnt down and it, it, yes it was um mostly mostly peaceful i think that was what they're <laughs> what they go. used yeah. they, those it's, mostly peaceful protests it's the
2: mental gymnastics that the same type of thing happened in australia where we had our anti-lockdown protests and anti-mandate protests where we went out and we're voicing our opinion against the government the government said By protesting, you're spreading COVID. These are super spreader events, and we're going to have to deal with you. So they sent the militarized police after us. Nice. So to the point where they kettled us into close little knit groups, so close to each other, which if we're going off their own science, they're putting us at risk by putting us closer to each other.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. How can you social distance in that camp? Exactly.
1: And those heard you all together. That weren't even from Australia, or that 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 is that what you're referring to uh drew where they brought in outside you know strangers uh, i
2: think i think it was definitely the case for canada with the trucker stuff in australia there were definitely a lot of victoria police where they got mandated to the point where we lost all the good cops all the the good down to earth police officers who didn't fit right, right with them they left and we left with all the, the yes men all the young guys who just wanted to go out and bust skulls. There was a a case where one of the busloads of police that was being shipped out to quash these little mini rebellions, the sergeant in command of that bus got up and he was like rallying the troops saying that you can do whatever you want to these protesters, you can smash skulls and we're going to protect you. You won't have any repercussions. So I think it's just a very base level bullshit that happened in our state in particular i don't know if it goes as far as there are un troops just wearing our uniforms um i think it's just the the bullshit of and the corruption that's in our state
0: i'm sure it was a little bit of both i'm sure that there were some infiltrated people in there from the united nations or wherever else that were yeah no uh, doubt. you know sent there to uh, infiltrate i mean look at in the united states uh, i saw a thing i was sending uh, Luca in the video they found um, – so I don't know um, if you saw this or not, but they found a uh, a, CCC, a CCP, Chinese Communist Party. I always had an extra C in there. I don't know why. But the CCP um, – there was a CCP police station in New York, in New York City, NYPD. There was a, a precinct that they found that was being run basically by the CCP. Now they've found, I think, seven or eight more across the country, across the United yeah. States.
2: We had two in Melbourne. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow.
0: So, uh our, our
2: state dictator did sign up to Belt and Road Initiative and has gone to China on multiple business trips, So just a southern china at the moment
3: (laughs) a southern china i mean that's that's what this is all it's just it's just about you know it's about control dude it's the one world government the antichrist the whole the whole shebang bro Yeah.
0: yeah absolutely and it was all written about thousands of years ago
4: do you guys do you guys think that the antichrist is here yet
3: Yes, I have a theory that it's. it's, Who who do you think it is? I don't think anybody knows, and if they tell you, I think they're lying. I mean, it depends. Again, it depends what you know about biblical scripture and what you believe, right? True, because biblically, and unfortunately, like a lot of churches, they just don't teach this stuff, and I people don't know, and I think a lot of people don't make the effort to like read the Bible or just study theology, right? Biblically the Bible says that the world belongs to the devil, right? He's the prince of this world and he fell thousands of years ago. So yeah, I think he's here, but I don't think anybody knows who he is because, you know, in revelations, which we're we're in the shadows of that book happening, he reveals himself, but I don't think, you know, God's word is true. Like if you believe in God, I, as strongly as I do, his word is true. Everything he says is true. Right. So if he says that, you know, Couple things have to happen prior to the uh, revealing of Antichrist. Then those things have to happen, and we're we're seeing the shadows of those events, right? You know, massive wars, uh, no peace, large scale famines, centralized digital currency. Now, obviously, it doesn't specifically say centralized digital currency, but one of the things it talks about is, you know, if people refuse to worship the image of the beast, take his mark, um, they can't buy, sell, or trade, right? If you think of the significance of that, that technology didn't exist when the book was written, right? People still traded with physical gold coins, bartered, what have you. The technology now exists to enforce that, right? If you don't do what the government wants you, and I'm pretty sure Drew Australia edition can attest to that. If you don't do what the government wants, or you are going against them and having a different opinion, they could take food away from you. They can shut down your... Uh, money, or excuse me, they can shut your bank account down. You can't buy, sell, or trade. You can't do anything, man. You're sequestered in whatever box they want to put you in. The technology exists to do that now. You know the forming of the one world government, right? It says Antichrist has to be the rule. It will be the ruler of nations, right? Well, like, he can't be the ruler of nations if we're all divided. So it's got to be a one world government, and that the foundation for that has been laid since the dawn of time, because this I think is we're his in- world.
2: I think we're in the uh, the first few steps of that. What that new world order is, and if you look at mm-hmm. scripture, scripture says that what precedes the antichrist is the image of the antichrist mm-hmm. or the uh, like, the shadow of the antichrist. I have a little theory that the precedence for that could be some form of a global AI. What's going to be the best way to help monitor, control the rule of law in a global government? You'd have one system that sets out the rules, the laws, and everything around that. I think that's what the AI is going to be. It's the foreshadowing of what the Antichrist will be when it presents itself. But it's going to require a lot of things. It's going to require CBDCs. It's going to require nation states to fall and there to be one controlling government mm-hmm. before anything, any of that can come. And we're starting to see those infant steps in that happening now.
3: I, that's I why agree. I I mean,
2: COVID was just that
3: testing ground. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was I, – I wouldn't go as far to say it was a testing ground as much as it was like an actionable technique to do what they needed to do, which is like really press, press themselves into really deep powers of control. I don't think it worked as good in the U.S. as it did in Canada, as it did in Australia, as it did in Germany. You know, we luckily – I mean, it's – we're we're getting there. We are, right? But luckily, I think our saving grace has just been a lot more, pe- a lot of people still here comparatively to some of these other countries. A lot more people here are stubborn, right? <laughs> so they, yeah, just, they don't, they don't agree. They did. We dig in Americans dig in. Right. And we're just like, nah, forget this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a lot. We still have a large group here that does that. And I think that's why it's taken so long to change America into that uh, one of those other countries. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so but but it's whittling away we are a dying breed right so um i think i think covid worked because it initiated like these deep uh lockdowns in a lot of other countries uh people were forcefully being sequestered in other countries even somewhat here but most american police forces uh really didn't seem like they were enforcing it you know you may have had mm-hmm. that one hot you know, social media video pop up, but they were very sporadic and few and far in between. But you know places like in australia where there was one video or a couple of them people were walking in the park without the masks and the police were coming over there and screwing with them you know harassing them and stuff and you know people were really being pressed into uh their homes i know in italy it was very bad you know you could not come out of your house you had to stay in there there was a little video going around of people out on their balconies singing you know trying to have a fellowship out on their balconies cuz the streets were completely bare and empty you know people in china were getting pushed into hospital buildings and actually locked in there from the outside by authorities, you know, but yeah. He, yeah. I think that's why
2: law enforcement in the States, so it definitely shines out that there's more of a decentralized approach to law enforcement where you have sheriffs, you have local state, you have highway patrol,
3: you've got all these layers of control. Whereas Australia yeah. has centralized state police. But that's, skin. but this is the problem for them. And this is why I think, and I'm not at, i oh. And I know there's like, look, let's just be real, right? There's shitty people in every profession. Absolutely. Right? I think the number in law enforcement is a lot lower than what they would have us believe uh, because they need to get rid of local yep. law enforcement. Yep. You have to. That's I why agree. you don't see. If you think that the federal law enforcement agencies are perfect and that's why you never see them on the news, that's a, that's an outright lie, right? They're, they're dumbasses just like us. Right, who go and become federal police officers and they're stupid. Right. Yeah, they look at wild penises. Uh, yes. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> they look at exactly. Nessies, they look at Nessies all day. But my point the in FBI
0: this, is just yeah. a bunch of fucking bumbling idiots. But my
3: point in this is this they have to make the Fed police forces look pristine because if we break down local law enforcement, something has to take its place and it's gonna be the federal police yep. force. And that is the shittiest thing that could possibly happen because a lot of people do not understand that the Fed police force operates by a whole separate, different set of rules. And some of the stuff that they can lock you up for with some of the really light or lack of evidence, I should say, because of like how conspiracy charges work is oppressive <laughs>
0: so I don't yeah think absolutely thanks realize. United States Patriot Act thanks <laughs> yes America's thanks Patriot. 9-11 I don't yep.
3: think people realize what they're asking for when I you know I've heard I've hear like some certain little political groups advocating for like one police force and like you know a federalized police force that is the worst thing that could possibly happen for exactly the reason that you pointed out Drew Australia. Because when everybody is fighting for power, right? When there's all these different factions just arguing with each other, nobody has consolidated power, which is perfect because it keeps things running a little bumpy. But imagine, like, if one group had all that authority. I mean, I mean, it's happening now. It is what it is. But you know, I don't think people are going to realize in time. But it, no, it, no. Yeah, and so.
4: to to piggyback on that, here in Southern California. Um, I'm in Riverside County now, but I was in San Bernardino County. Mm -hmm. San Bernardino is the largest county in the United States. And both counties did not enforce shit. So like one of my favorite restaurants that I used to go to growing up was called Casa Trejo, a little beautiful Hispanic Mexican restaurant. And uh, they were not supposed to be open. And the head sheriff, I guess you would call him of Riverside County went in and everyone kind of like fucking panicked, you know, because they've seen him on the news and seen him. Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, "I'm not shutting you down. I'm not shutting you guys down. You get you, you have a family, right? Like, yeah. All your employees have families, right? Yeah. You guys aren't shutting down. We're not blessing. And, and he went yeah. and yeah, really. And 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 I thought that was fucking awesome. And um.
0: You have you have certain people that are in that position of power that actually have balls that will stand up and say, no, I'm not going to allow that to happen. And it's all over the place, man. And and, and I'm glad that that happened um, in in that city, because, I I, you know, I mean, we saw it all over the place, like the covid nonsense where, you know, they opened up restaurants down here. um, So you had to wear a mask when you walked into the restaurant. But as soon as you sat down at the table, the virus could no longer attack you and <laughs> you didn't have to wear the mask anymore. And so, um, you know, I just crawled my...
2: everywhere I went to avoid the COVID.
0: I was <laughs> crawling on my hands and knees yeah. and I evaded it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And man, and they try to make us enforce that nonsense, you know, at local restaurants and stuff like that. Hey, make sure you pull, pull your mask on, you know, uh, bullshit.
1: But well, you know, to go back, what you know, go off of what Kyle's story was, and you know what we've kind of been talking about. When you get rid of, <clears throat> sorry, when you get rid of the local law enforcement, you remove any connection that there might be between the community and that yep. law enforcement.
3: Uh, yeah, that's a good point.
1: Once you once you have severed the humanity aspect between law enforcement and the people that they're supposed to be protecting and serving then it becomes a whole lot easier for the law enforcement to turn tyrannical quick and it get bad for the public quick. Mm -hmm. That I Mm -hmm. mean, that's the whole beautiful thing. Well, it can be beautiful and it can be ugly depending on how you favor with your local law enforcement. You know, it, it can be one of the best things in the world because you know you can call on them and they'll take you seriously and actually try to do something about it take a stand and keep you from losing your job because he understands that you're just trying to work, you know, actually invent, you know, investigate crime or you can have somebody that doesn't give a teetotal fuck about Luca drew drew chef. And Hank. Well, it's,
2: it's all things Hank. It's not just in law enforcement. You look at my state, for example, we don't have school boards in Australia. Like you've got in the States there. At least you have some kind of a, of a, a community level where you can push back on things and you can adjust the curriculum in ways that it supports your your state or your area, whatever you, what have you. In Australia, we have a centralized curriculum where it's the same mm. curriculum for everyone where the government dictates what you learn and when you learn it. The problem with that is you get a lot of stuff pushed through the pipeline that becomes mandated by the government has to be taught. Gender ideology, extreme um, things about transitioning. In my state, there's a legislation where if a child comes forward to a teacher and says, I think I identify as uh, gender X or Y, what have you, my parents don't want to help me with it. The teacher then has to, under law, help that child affirm their gender and not tell the parents. There's secrets being held from families. And the majority of families in this state and country don't even know these laws exist. Wow.
0: Yeah they're they're because passing it's laws centralized like that. yeah they are passing laws uh locally across the united states like that too and thank goodness that we have that uh kind of breakdown in that uh school district uh because that that's terrible that you don't have the ability to say anything against it
1: you know we've got the constitution that grants us the authority as the civilians to arm ourselves and overthrow a government what do y'all have because y'all don't have weapons or at least not firearms and that kind of seems like you know what you're going to need if you're going to take on a government
2: <laughs> we've got firearms it's heavily regulated I myself own firearms um has to be specific reasons you have to be a landholder like a primary producer a farmer sporting or hunting reasons mine's all the above So I'm fine in that regard. But the issue is our constitution is very lacklustre. We don't even have a a freedom of speech in our country. We have an implied freedom of speech. Because (laughs) it's implied, the government dictates what free speech is. So much that we've got laws that are called hate speech laws. So it's up to the government at the time to define what hate speech is. So at the moment with the left-leaning government, if I was to call someone a tranny or call a (laughs) A transgender man, a man, I could be held liable under hate speech laws. But if a conservative government gets in, that could be turned on its head.
0: How how is that affected, has that affected? How has that affected your podcast? And what like are you worried at all? Just even talking what you just said, um, saying the word tranny, and, and worried about whatever has has the government attempted to silence you at all on your podcast or anything like that?
2: I think I'm too small to be noticeable at the moment. I'm flying under the radar.
0: Um, Sure.
2: Okay. At at the the same time, I'm like heavily shadow banned on Instagram. I barely reach anyone anymore, all that type of stuff. But I don't really give a shit. (laughs) COVID really drove it home for me that if I can't actually speak what I'm thinking, and if people are offended by what I'm saying, that's on them. I'm not Mm -hmm. actively going out there to hurt people, make them feel bad. I'm just speaking what air quotes is my truth or the truth. And if people are offended by it, take offense, that's on them.
0: Right. Absolutely. You're you. Right. Like Luca was saying earlier. What'd
3: you say, Hank?
1: So that was the world we lived in 30 years ago. Hmm. Nobody gave a shit about anybody's individual feelings. If you didn't like something, then it was your problem, not the person that you had a problem with. Like, you know, it wasn't until yeah. around around the the start of the 2010s that the world, America specifically, really started pandering towards an individual's on an on a individual level as far as. Defending rights of people and all this speech shit. I miss the world where there were repercussions for your words. If you said something out of line, somebody put you back in the line. Where there were social repercussions because you were actually in society. You weren't disconnected by a phone or, you know, you were actually amongst people. See, yeah. Hank, that's the catch twenty
2: two. Now they're using that under their own moral framework. They're saying that, oh, Australia has free speech, but it's not free of consequences. So you can say hateful things, but you'll you will face the consequences for that. So they're using that same argument and twisting it to suit their narratives.
1: That's disgusting. I
2: think that's what's going to happen globally. They're going to say that it's happening. If freedom already, is, if freedom is speech, but it has consequences. And if that's jail time, so be it. Because you've said a bad yeah, word. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's how they're able to, uh, they're able to use under the guise of freedom of speech or, you know, whatever. That's how they're able to slowly control you little by little. Um, and they're, you know, um, the WWF has that, uh, global equality index or whatever it's called mm-hmm. where your your company has to have so much wokeness or whatever, right? A score. You're gonna start seeing that. I, I mean you've already seen that now, but that's how they're 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 pushing their agendas across is you have to fall in line. And if you don't, they're gonna start taking your money away and everything else. And they're just chipping away slowly at all of our individual freedoms.
4: Not that was right it out. with Target. That was target right there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It doesn't matter if you're fucking losing money. It doesn't matter that everyone's up in arms because you have these tucking swimwears. Mm-hmm. Like, yes they are, are losing, are losing money, money, but at the same, Ness same Ness time, the Loch monster
1: that. Yeah,
0: they're, they're, they're still getting <laughs> yes, their funding. Yes, the Loch Ness, Ness monster needs the tucking swimwear. You're right. <laughs> I, mean, <there's>
1: part, <laughs> part, I think that have bought into that that same ideology that you just mentioned, Kyle, you know, uh. Sri Lanka specifically was a really well-off country until they started buying into the whole, you know, agenda that Drew was talking about. And for the sake of having that high global index score, they completely taint their, you know, their whole country's existence pretty much.
0: Yeah. See, see you later. And they just went immediately to the centralized digital uh, currency mm-hmm. doing and it all. All, all of your, with
1: this, with this knowledge that, or this, this hope that Klaus Schwab and the gang is going to come through and save them in the end, when Klaus Schwab don't give a shit about them because he wants us all eating insects.
2: No, no, we're got, we're all going to end up in a FEMA camp somewhere because and we're on podcast okay. That restrict. That's uh. going to go through, and we're going to have the best cell block because we're going to be all the coolest people, but we'll be locked up. Divs on top bunk.
4: so So, what's kind of fun okay so i i i I know this is like a uh not necessarily a forbidden topic for 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 everybody but i noticed something that i think was very interesting with the whole watergate shit so fuck the people that were on the i mean in a sense like let's not worry about who was on who was on the ship, right? But what were they going to see? They were going to see the Titanic. And then you go back to the story of the Titanic and who was on the Titanic, who was all supposed to be on the Titanic, who was not on the Titanic. I believe it was JP Morgan didn't end up going on the Titanic last minute. And then we have the Fed now is supposed to. I don't know if it's completely out there, but that was supposed to roll out in July.
0: Oh, yeah. I, it's already, feel, it's I don't know been, what it, it is. It.
4: So it's already rolling out, but I, I feel like there's uh, there's some type of like, at least at the very least, like symbolism there behind all that. Well, because,
1: say go again? Ahead. No, go ahead.
4: No, I, I just feel like the, the people that, that ended up dying on the Titanic, a lot of them, you know, they were against this like one world currency. And then yet, uh, days before Fed now actually like fully rolls out, you have these group of people. One was in the, uh, uh, what, the WEF? Yeah, yep.
1: yeah He's like billionaire. like a CEO or something.
4: Yeah, I, feel, I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it, but I feel like there is something there. As far oh, as like, oh, yeah. symbolism goes, Anytime you know a
2: billionaire dies or disappears, it's fucking sus. It's like the hmm. MH730 situation. When that plane disappeared, there were billionaires on that plane. Why yeah, were there billionaires those... on that plane? They because could have those
0: billionaires... Jet those billionaires held patents Mm -hmm, and those patents, those Mm -hmm. patents that they held didn't go to uh, anybody else, but the, uh, their opposition. And yeah, the, all of that stuff, man, uh, you have the patent, you control everything.
1: Well, they have to tell us what they're doing. The, the elites that run that really do run the world, they've bought into, and we all know this, they've bought into the philosophy that, it's good karma if they tell us what's going to happen and it's a, it's like it's our fault for ignoring them or not believing them that's why we have so much uh truth being told through movies and songs and entertainment and shit that makes us laugh and you know not take seriously like they're really telling us what's going on it's just we're choosing not to believe them but as long as they tell us, that, then, then they can do what they want. And then at the end of the day, they believe that they're not in the wrong because they did yeah. tell us. We just didn't believe them. I think the plausible deniability.
0: Seen... What? Sorry. I, we were both <laughs> trying to speak at the same time. Both Drews decided it was the time <laughs> to talk. I, I, I was just making a comment, and I said plausible deniability. But anyway, go yeah. ahead.
2: Yeah, they're um, they're absolved of sin. Like their karma is clean because they've told people what they're going to do. That's the whole idea behind what they think they're doing anyway.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: It's all forgiven. It's all forgiven. They're good to go. They can they can sleep well at night because they told us not a big deal. What we do with it, that's up to us. Yeah, and you here we all and here we all hear.
1: Well, see, the big so, difference is, is they believe that this world is the ultimate end goal. Why? What the what? Wealth and clout and whatever they can amass while they're here is, is the only reason for their existence when I couldn't care less about this world, man. Like, I mean, I could, but at the end of the day, I would, I choose to believe that there's something a whole lot better than this, this world. And I'm getting ready to go see it. You know, <laughs> hopefully not anytime soon, not you know? not anytime soon, but, but, you yeah. know, in the grand scheme of things, it won't be long and I'll be checking out one way or the other. And I just hope that I'm heading to the upper room. I hope that there's an upper room to check out too. You know, I, I ch- believe there is. People are.
2: I believe that's why there they're, is. they're trying their darndest to make sure that they can stay here as long as they can. So they don't reach a time of judgment. Exactly. If they can perfect a way to stay alive for hundreds of years or transfer their consciousness into new bodies. I think that's the end goal for them. It's that transhumanist approach. They don't want to face judgment that's coming for them and they know it. That's why they're trying everything under the sun to stay here. They're, they think no. it's better off being a high-class manager in hell than it would be to face judgment in the end. Hmm. Well I,
0: said. Agreed. Well, boys, it's like nearly 10 o'clock here in Florida. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I'm getting, I, I, I'm like nearly falling asleep. So I'm probably going to have to check out here in a little bit. You boys can go ahead and continue your conversation though. That's up. That's up to you, Hank. Uh, you guys want to do whatever
1: the group wants to do?
3: I myself do have to check out as well, well in a bit.
1: Like we can go ahead and wrap up. You know, this is all
2: Sounds, sounds like you guys need to go off and count your whale penises until you fall asleep.
0: Go, go, count Nessie's. Uh, uh, I, go Drew, count Nessies. I, I, I think you and I are going to become uh, good buddies, Drew. I, I, <laughs> I like you. I, I like you. <laughs> oh, well, my goodness. Hey, it, it, this has been an awesome uh, first session in the dugout sessions. This roundtable has been fantastic. I really do appreciate each and every one of you. Um, Kyle and Chef with the Sunday Night Secret Society. We got Drew Missing with Missing the Point and Luca with the Justified Belief podcast. I want each and every one of you guys that are listening right now, go give them a follow. Listen to podcasts, their podcast, Listen to each of them. They're on uh every podcast platform that you could think of, Google, Amazon, Apple, all the stuff, they're there. Spotify is the us. best. Spotify's the best. <laughs> Damn right. That's where we're at too. So make sure uh while you're listening to us, you listen to them too. And we appreciate all of you.
3: Thanks for having me, guys. I, I appreciate it. So that was a good uh good conversation. Hope to have it again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks right. thanks I think, for having uh, me on. Nice meeting all yeah. of you
2: guys, um, Luca. You'll have to jump over to a podcast I run called Christian um, Conspiracy Coalition. So yes, yeah, sounds, sounds like good, you're man. definitely down our, Dude, our, our way me, of thinking. Uh, so I'll have to invite you on. What's it called? Christian Conspiracy
4: Coalition. I'll check it out. So you're rocking. You're rocking four podcast right now dude well,
2: technically that's just uh i try to do a monthly show on on okay. my podcast feed where just christians jump on board to discuss conspiracy and see how it follows oh. into the lens of what christian
3: ideology is nice that's awesome I yeah, love that it. sounds fantastic I, w- I would love to join you on that man because uh i mean that's like i said earlier that's basically my whole podcast is just showing like going over different religious doctrines and then i just break them down because people are right to ask the question, like, well, why the Bible? Why Christianity? And I try to answer that to the best of my ability based off of, like, actual reading of different holy books. And then, you know, how these conspiracies tie in and, like, it's actually the foundation for what's happening now and what Revelations talks about. So, yeah, man, I, I, I'd love to link up with you on that. I think that'd be fantastic. Awesome, mate.
4: With that being said, well, real quick, thank you guys so much for having me on again. I've been I've been again, I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. Um, it was a pleasure. All you all you gents, thank you so much for the great conversation. Hank, Drew, thank you guys so much again, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah man. I can't thank y'all enough for taking time out of y'all's lives to come join us on this uh brand new you know journey we're starting on. Uh it's been an absolute blast. I've loved this conversation uh luca drew it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know y'all having y'all on i uh, hope to you know do more with y'all in the future absolutely so the listeners please go check these guys out they do hard work uh, they they really put in a lot of time and effort and they know their stuff uh, I'm, I'm sure i could speak it for uh, luca as well uh, i'm definitely going to be checking out your show my friend uh, i
3: appreciate that brother thank you
1: guys okay, you i got know, it written down right else, here, baby. links. <laughs> send them to me and i'll get them put in the show notes for everybody uh but this has been an absolute blast gentlemen thank y'all again uh to the listeners thank y'all for making it to this point with us uh this has been the round table session or the dugout sessions excuse me yeah (laughs) buddy the dugout sessions on the 643 conspiracy podcast we will catch y'all next time